Hello guys, welcome to the Arsaholics. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Raj, Aaronin, how are we doing boys? Good mate, how are you? Good evening. I'm alright, I'm alright thanks. Not too bad. Um, so we're recording on a Tuesday, so kind of right in between the, the game we last played and the, the big game on Thursday. So why don't we talk about Newcastle first. Um, so 2-0 win, a uh, nice comfortable win which we haven't had many of this season. Um, I guess in the grand scheme of things, in terms of our league campaign, doesn't really mean much, but good to go into the Villarreal game with a win. Um, in terms of sort of the, well, the goals really, um, first half, Mohamed Elneny with a with a really nice finish, a nice goal. Um, and in the second, Aubameyang with, again, a really, really good goal, well assisted by Marcelli. I mean, just in terms of the game in general, guys, what were your, what were your thoughts Yeah, I, I thought it was very hard to tell how much it was a case of whether we played really well or they played really badly because it felt like we had so much space. We were playing nice, pretty patterns. We were getting into the final third quite fast. Um, we were completely dominating their fullbacks. Uh, so it, it was a bit difficult for me to figure that out because, you know, having made nine changes, I didn't expect such a cohesive performance. Um, so try not to read too much into it, but, uh, at the end of the day, you know, a win's a win's a win and, and we thoroughly deserve to win at least two nil. So it was nice that like how Aaron and always wishes for, it was nice that we made <laughs> a game very uncomplicated. Do you know what I mean? It was just a basic dominant victory. <laughs> Done. Yeah, definitely. yeah, exactly. Um, there was a lot to like, and actually we, I think we did play well. I think we're a bit, sometimes we're a bit too scared to give Arsenal credit where it's due because we think like, you know, wins nowadays are just so rare. Like, yeah. I can't even remember the last league game we won. Was it, was it Spurs? Um, Sheffield United. I remember the last, oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, of course, Sheffield United. Um, yeah. But no, we played well. I think we built up play quite nicely. I think David Luiz coming back really does help our build-up play versus yeah. playing holding there. Um, and, you know, you know, yeah, of course, Newcastle weren't great and they weren't helped by the fact that their star man, Joe Willock, was was out. Um, we need to apologise for that, don't we? Because we thought he could play. <laughs> we, you, you thought you... No, no, I asked a question. <laughs> I think it was me. I, think I, was I asked wrong. a question. I'll take the hit. I was going to collect. I was going to collectively apologise, but all right, Aaron. You should have just, <laughs> just blamed Nero. Like, oh, yeah. Why, why didn't we just blame him? That's why, that's why yeah. I didn't join today. I got too ashamed. So. Yeah, we apologise for what Nero said. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> good intentions he just gets really confused sometimes like and yeah and he thought that he thought Willett could play and they changed the rules but yeah I mean we we disagreed but yeah but anyway yeah yeah we will endeavor to fact check our podcasts before publishing them in future <laughs> um so yeah I thought yeah I thought we played well and you know let's just enjoy the win because you know who knows when the next, when the next one's gonna come and it was a bit of a throwback back line to a certain degree because obviously, okay, forget Xhaka playing at left back, but although, you know, we essentially had Gabriel, Louise and Bellerin coming in, uh, that was very much the the starting three 
at the beginning of the season in those positions, wasn't it? Like, mm-hmm. the, the, there's a, so it was, it was quite fun in some ways to see that um, that three come together again uh, and actually play quite well, although like relatively untested. But I just go, you know, just building back on what you said, Aaron, and about David Luiz, I think I hadn't, I forgot how good his passing range was. Um, and I think not having it there and seeing him play on against Newcastle, it really, really, um, it really showed to me that we had missed that. Particularly in the first opening exchanges, he was spraying the ball really well, you know, to the left, to the right, etc. And it was his ball to Bellerin um, mm. that Bellerin crossed for Elneny's uh, goal. So, yeah, mm. it's uh, it, it, it really did show David Luiz's strengths and oh, how unfortunate for him to get injured on his first game back, huh? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Typical, isn't it? Do you um do you think uh like I completely agree with what you said about Louise and that range of passing that he offers? Um, do you think it also helped the fact that Bellerin played? Obviously, you saw that for the goal, but Bellerin being a more traditional fullback, you know, he tends to bomb up and down. He has got the engine for it. I know he's got his critics for sort of other things. Um but he does have the engine to get up and down the pitch and he's obviously still got that pace, you'd probably say, that we saw in his earlier early Arsenal career. Um, but yeah, do you think that contributed to it as well? I, I thought so. I just thought, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier to find someone who's constantly happy to overlap or constantly happily to, happy to make a run even though they might not receive the ball because they're, you know, they've, like I said, they've got the engine to do it. Yeah, uh, there seems to have been this weird narrative that's developed with Bellerin this season that all of a sudden he's become a, like a massive liability for us, or that he's a terrible right back. Look, mm-hmm. I don't think he's, I don't want to say ever, but I don't think he's ever going to be like the ideal right back for us. But, you know, I don't, I don't see Chambers or um, Cedric really displaying qualities where they can show they are, you know, considerably better than him. And um, yeah, I feel like he's, probably been treated a bit harshly when it comes to some of these recent games because, you know, I think Chambers has played well. I think when Cedric's done that, he's done okay. But, you know, Bellerin's got the experience. He's been doing that role for a a number of years for us. He understands the system. He understands his players. Um, Mm. And I I think he showed that he is, you know, at least on par with all the other options there. And when we are experimenting all over the place currently it just seemed you know i find it a bit strange why we don't go for the you know safety of bellerin mm, i i agree to some extent i think that um like it, there is a narrative that seems to have been developed that he's a liability somehow I, I, I completely don't agree with that i think he's i think the challenge with him has just been he's been basically a seven out of ten player for quite a long time and at one point he was an eight pushing a nine when he got in Premier League team of the season and he was arguably the best right back in the Premier League. And that was many years ago now. And it's mm. been sort of a decline. And then he's just sort of plateaued. And it's kind of like there's there's uh, there, there's a bit of a jackiness about him in the sense that does he typify a, a level of mediocrity that we've kind of come to accept for a long period of time. I'm going to caveat that by saying that Jacques has been probably one of our best players this season, to be honest, in my opinion. But point point being, um, you know, I think with Bellerin, it's more of a case where as a fan base, we've just become very uneasy, right, at, at the fact that we should perhaps be doing a little bit better. Um, but I certainly agree with you, Aaron, and I think that 
none of our right backs, whether it be Chambers or Cedric, can stick their hand up and say, we are fundamentally a better right back than he is. I think they have certain qualities that might be better, but they've got certain qualities that are worse. So, is, yeah. Is he, is he not, do you not? Do you guys not think he's potentially just not been in the team the last few weeks or a couple of months because he's off in the summer, which there's obviously a lot of talk about that and um, big money coming in for him. Hence why maybe he's just not, there's, you know, Arteta maybe looking at it and thinking no point giving him the minutes really when he might be, he might, you know, his, his, the right back next season could be Chambers. It could be Suarez. It looks like Chambers is Chambers is trying to, you know, I mean, giving Chambers a run in that position. If that's his logic, I think it is quite weak logic to, to do that. If he actually thinks, you know, I've got Hector Bella in here who is, he thinks is better, but he's simply not playing him in our biggest game of the season because he thinks he's not going to be here for the long term. I think that's very flawed thinking and I, I don't think so, unless you know. But we we kind of protect protect. We kind of said this with Sabias. Sorry, sorry, gone. No, I think maybe he's trying to protect his value or something like that because maybe a huge fee has been agreed for some reason. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems very like we. Um, yeah, this is our biggest game last last week, and and this week will be our biggest game. It has the potential to completely transform our season if he genuinely thinks Hector Bellerin is better but he's just not playing them because of whatever's happening in the summer. You know, David Luiz might not be here in the summer. Ceballos might not be here in the summer. Um, half this squad might not be here in the summer, right? So it's just a bit of a strange reasoning to not play someone. I think if we take the things that we do know about the situation, there's a few, few things we know. There's, there's hypotheticals, but there's things that we know. We know that Arteta and Bellerin are very close They've spoken in the past. Bellerin was taken under Arteta's wing when he joined the club as a young kid from Barcelona. He would eat lunch at his house and, you know, with his family. We know they're close. Um, we 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 know that at the beginning of the season, in the well, sorry, in the summer, it was clear that there was interest from PSG. I think they were quite open about that. They wanted him. We didn't want to sell him. So we we know that we didn't want to sell him and there was interest. We also know, if you recall, Arteta said that. Cedric, he felt Cedric had the best attacking potential out of our fullback options. That was kind of right when we signed Cedric. So that was, you know, that that, that was fairly, you know, that was a little while ago now. So I guess where I'm going with this is it feels like there probably wasn't really an issue. It felt like at the beginning of the season, Bellerin was part of our plans. But it felt like as time's gone on, I think Arteta has just thought, well, maybe I need a better fullback and it's been an amicable thing. It feels like it, it, it's potentially just an amicable understanding where he said, Bellerin said, do you know what? It's probably time for me to reignite my career elsewhere. And Arteta said, do you know what? That's that's cool. That that works with me. Um, I mean, I'm basing it just on those things that we know. But like, like you say, Mize, I mean, it could just be a, a case where he kind of, he, he said he wants to leave. Arteta said, well, okay, fine. If you want to leave, then fine. I'm not going to play you. But I personally don't think that's what happened. I, I I think it's tactical. I think he sees something in Chambers that he doesn't see in perhaps a more traditional right back. And I include both Cedric and Bellerin in this. I think he probably likes the way that he maybe gives a bit more defensive structure and a bit more defensive solidity over Bellerin. And he, I think he's going for that. And plus Chambers has shown that actually when he does go forward, he... You know, he's certainly got a good direct cross on him as well, and maybe he just thinks that's the better option. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, be interesting to see what happens in the summer. Um, 
with, with him. Um, I mean, yeah, just in terms of the goal, like we we kind of started talking about it, didn't we? It was a, it was a really nice finish, wasn't it, from Elneny? And another kind of uh, not a screamer necessarily, but he only seems to score very very good goals. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't a, a, an easy finish. He he controlled the volley, um, a spinning ball that was uh, yeah, like I said, hard to hit, and he got he got a good connection onto it. And it was a really good finish. And he just hits the target, doesn't he? Like, it feels like he just now. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I don't even have to say it. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like it's uh, just a stark contrast to another midfielder that we have. Um, and I think he's just paying dividends for just focusing on hitting the bloody target. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, like a really, really good goal. Really good. It was so nice to score early. Mm. Yeah, it was like six minutes, wasn't it? It was nice. Yeah. Oh, and then he must be one of our. Highest scoring midfielders this season. I think he is. I think he is. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Like, I mean, I know. You, yeah, you probably don't consider. Has he scored more more goals than Saka? From like, I know. Oh like, no, no, we're not counting. Right? Yeah, but, no, just yeah, from yeah. central midfielders. Yeah. But central midfield, he's definitely scored more than Xhaka, Ceballos, Partey. Yeah, because Ceballos and 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 Xhaka haven't scored. Sorry, Ceballos and Partey haven't say, scored, yeah. but Xhaka, I think, scored a free kick. Right, Chelsea, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that that probably says more about the lack of goals from our centre of midfield than it does about you know El Nenny's prowess, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Willick will yeah. be the answer, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, well, I mean, in, into the second half. <clears throat> um, in terms of our goal, the second goal for Bamiyang, that was again, it was a really, really nice goal, wasn't it? Especially the the cross, the first time cross for Martinelli, it was. Like pinpoint, well, I say it's pinpoint. Arteta, um, Arteta uh, Aubameyang had a lot to do. Uh, it was it was a difficult finish from him as well, but um, it was a really really good cross from Marcelli. Kind of kind of goal that you sort of almost expect to see with those two on the pitch, um, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, what were you guys' thoughts just generally on the second half of that goal? Well, I, th- I thought we yeah obviously deserved it. We probably should have scored before that. It was a shame that. We allowed the game to be one nil for so long. I thought because you know we could always come back to regret that. Um, but you know the goal itself was an excellent goal, and Odegaard with the assist of the assist again. It was a very similar assist of an assist like he did when he 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 sort of sparked that comeback against West Ham. Um, played it really nice into Martinelli, and, and like you say, like Martinelli's weaker foot, but absolutely pinpoint. It was impossible to hit a better cross than what he did, um, mm. and. Uh, but 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 equally that being said, the finish still took a lot of skill and guile, and um, and it, it was interesting. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was going doing the rounds on Twitter. It it looks the way that Aubameyang finished it looks identical to the way that Dennis Bergkamp finished a goal at the same end at St James's Park. Um, it's it's. I think it's the goal. Oh really? Is, yeah. Is it the goal which the statue was built from? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you had that almost. Um... Yeah, in the uh, like outstretched leg. Uh, what's really funny is the defender alongside of Bamiyang. There was a photo of it. Yeah, I saw the, the exact same position, which I thought was quite funny. But no, on the goal, I thought what I really liked about it, it was it was a goal that I kind of felt like it wasn't a Bamiyang goal in the way that you know if you give him that service that has been lacking for so long this season. Um, we it's you know, he is going to get in the box. He is able to get on the end of those crosses, and I think it could be so important for a Thursday because 
I kind of feel like if we're going to do well, we need to score goals. And if we're going to go score goals, it has to be about young that scores them. Yeah, completely. Agree. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that leads. Not... You're gone. Go on, man. I think I was I was going in the same direction as you were. I thought you were having Wi-Fi problems. Oh, I was I was gonna I was gonna just move on to Villarreal. Um, I guess that's the focus of the discussion today. But yeah, I mean, you guys mentioned it, David Luiz injury as well, which is really frustrating because he's just come back. Obviously, um, I don't think they've said anything about the injury yet in terms of the club. Have they said anything? Yeah, it obviously didn't look very good. I I read that there, there might be a chance he could be fit for the last couple of games of the season. So, um, right. I think he's yeah, certainly let's assume. Yeah, 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 it must be. It must be. Um, which is frustrating. And there was the red card at the end as well. Um, it's, I hate seeing this stuff because it's like, every time Marcelo gets tackled, I, I have a bit of a heart attack, to be honest, with yeah. considering what he's gone through over the last kind of year or so. Um and it was a really, just, it was a really bad tackle. Really, really bad tackle. And just unless it was like the 89th, 90th minute as well. Um, I don't think there was much else from the game in terms of talking points, was there? I don't think I'm, no. Yeah. I don't think so, mate. I think, I think obviously it was a bit disappointing that there wasn't any proper analysis on Sky after the game mm. because of all the things that happened at Old Trafford, but in some respects, understandable. But um, yeah, I think on that challenge, um, I think you said the word unnecessary. Uh, again, I think it's one of those things that was just really unnecessary. It probably looked worse than it it was, but was just totally unnecessary. Mm. And um, I think I think you know I think Graham Souness, some of the other pundits thought that it probably shouldn't have been a red card. Um, I think Steve Bruce certainly thought it shouldn't have been a red card. But um, but you know we've seen st- that would always be a red card if it was an Arsenal player that did it. So yeah, um, exactly. yeah whatever. And it was insignificant in the end. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, it leads us nicely onto well, the the game that really matters, I guess, uh, for us for our season. Um, Villarreal on Thursday, um, a couple of days away. So obviously, we're two one down from the first leg. Um, I mean, just in terms of selection, team selection for Arteta, um, he has a few decisions to make. Um, there's players coming back. Louise is now out again, but there are players coming back. There was a photo, I think Aaron and you sent it, didn't you, of Tierney and Lacker training today with a kind of cheeky little caption from the Arsenal social media team. Was it the eyes? Was it the emoji eyes? Yeah, something like that. No. Yeah, and I, did, I think um, Charles Watts confirmed that they did take part in full training. Oh, okay. With the That's rest of the squad. So Good. They're around, whether they're not, whether they're fit or not, mm. fit enough to play. Who knows? But I mean, I think around. I would I would assume if Lacquer's fit, he starts on the bench. I don't see you know Bamiang obviously played majority of the game. I don't know if he played the whole game. No, he came off, didn't he? Played the majority of the game the other day. Um, so you'd expect him to start through the middle. Um, you'd like to you'd hope so after what happened in the first leg. Um, so Bamiang through the middle, and yeah, with no Sabios, obviously he's suspended. What do you think? I mean, yeah, just generally in, the, in terms of the team, how do you guys think it's going to set up? Because obviously Matt Ryan started the Newcastle game. Was was Leno being rested or was potentially being, uh, was Matt Ryan being tested, you know, to see how he does? Or was, don't think he had much to do. Do you think Leno's coming back in? There's loads, loads of decisions Arteta's got to make, really. I think, I think, I just hope he doesn't try and be too clever. I think just, yeah, 
what we need to do. It's a bit like the first, uh, the quarterfinal second leg where, you know, it's clear we need to go out and score at least, well, you could say we only need to score one, but I think we're all kind of resigned to the fact that we'll probably need to. Yeah. Um, let's just go and play to our strengths. We are a better team than them on paper. At least we have better players individually, certainly. So let's make that count. Um, I think in the last game, we gave them a bit of an equalizer. In that, yeah, I mean, yeah, we had a few players out, but we also did something that's completely new. And, you know, whilst I didn't have too many issues with Arteta trying something that he genuinely believes was right in the first leg, he obviously had this hypothesis that, you know, playing without a striker was a good thing. You know, when it wasn't working, he should have ditched it and ditched it very quickly. I don't think he did it quickly enough. Um, so, you know, some of these decisions should make the way we play easy enough. If Ober's fit, play him. Um, if Leno's fit, I think you should play Leno. Um, I think actually you're right. There's going to be a few decision choices, right? Like selection choices. Who do you play at right back? Who, mm. you know, he's a bit lucky that Louise is actually injured. It kind of makes the centre-back decision a bit easier. Um, and then the huge... The huge thing is left back, right? If Tierney's fit, I mean, it's going to be a huge boost for us because it just unlocks so many other benefits. I mean, if he starts, if Tierney starts, it's obviously a massive gamble as well. Hmm. I mean, he's he's basically saying if Tierney's kind of 80% fit and he starts, he's taking that gamble on the basis that obviously this is this game defines what happens this season pretty much. It's almost, it is almost worth taking that gamble because mm. if we don't go out, if we, sorry, if we go out and he doesn't, doesn't play and he doesn't risk him season's over anyway. So, mm. you know, we've got a few weeks to the final. If, if we get there for him to almost basically not play again or, you know, play the right amount of minutes. Um, so do you guys think Marie or uh, Gabrielle, assuming holding plays the right side of defense, right side of center packs? It's tough, mate. Take I mean, I pick. can't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that I, a gut, my gut feeling says Gabriel. That's because he's just played. Mm. Just we've just kept a clean sheet. That's just based based on that. But Mari and Holding have been playing together for a while now, and mm. so just in terms of that familiarity, like I think I think in some ways that's probably a decision that whichever one he makes, I don't think the fans are going to really criticize either what you know it's, it's it's much for muchness pros and cons whatever uh it's the decisions that you've you know talked about in the other areas of defense actually like Tierney I agree with you he's got to play if he 80% fit whatever he's got to play worth the risk mm-hmm. um right back is will be super interesting man it'll be super interesting because again does he go and say well Hector played quite well he got an assist um why not like you know Sure, I, I can see an argument for that as well. Um, I think we, we're almost lucky that we don't have the Ceballos kind of question mark. We know he can't play. And so really, that's out of the equation. So whether El Nenny at least is playing with a little bit of form. So I presume if Tierney does play, then Xhaka will partner Partey in the middle. But if if Xhaka has to play left back, then it'll be El Nenny and Partey in. I think that's okay. Um, You know, just very quickly, like just if you look at Villarreal's team, 
they've got a couple of injuries now and they're missing Kapue. Uh, and as a result, missing Kapue looks like Coquelin's going to play uh, and uh, will be up against Coquelin <laughs> in the central midfield very likely. And so you've got to think, right, that it doesn't matter who we partner in the middle. They've got to be better than that because... Otherwise, what does that say for how far we've come? We we got rid of Coquelin a while ago to, to improve. And, you, you, you know, <laughs> whoever whoever plays, I guess my point is you, you've got to take on that. And I think what will be interesting, guys, actually, is what I read is that um, Foyth has picked up an injury. Oh, and he was very good against us. Yeah. Um, and he might, it's 50-50 at the moment, but, um, you know, he may not play. So that'll make it interesting. It's, it's going to be quite interesting how um, Emery approaches the game as well, because... I can see him trying to sit on the lead that he's got. Um, I'm not saying that he thinks he's going to contain us and we're not going to score at all, but I think I can see him coming into it quite defensively, trying to limit us to the number of goals we score and hopefully then they, you know, they nick an away goal on, you know, uh, 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 well, uh, nick an away goal, basically, however they, however they do that. Um, he doesn't strike me, well, based on what he did with us, he doesn't strike me as the kind of manager who's going to, come to the Emirates and kind of go for it um, and be on the front foot in terms of them trying to get the away guard. They can see him trying, quite happy to just try and manage the game, keep it tight, uh, keep it nil-nil as long as possible. Yeah, I, I also thought this, but then I realised that actually this is a guy who more than anyone knows how to manage a two-legged European tie. Right, He, he did it with us. He got us to the final. Um, and... You know, I think people do say, oh, there's a risk he could be too cautious. But I think if he is cautious, he's going to be cautious for a reason. And, he, you know, you can say actually he's probably right because he knows that if you know, we're a team that struggled to create chances, if he makes it easy for us to create chances, then, yeah, we'll score. But if we if he does sit back, you know, we, we've shown that we can struggle against these tightly packed defences. So... Yeah, I don't I don't see that as a risk. I think the first leg was a classic Emery where he yeah, he should have killed us up. This game we should have had no chance. We should this would have been the most depressing this should have been the most depressing podcast we've done because the game should be four or five nil. Um It's true. But it wasn't and that was because of Emery. But I wouldn't underestimate him in the second leg because he's shown he could get it. Um but just going back to team selection, I think the interesting one is if Aubameyang is fit who do you play in the three behind him? Like, I assume we all agree that Saka, Saka plays. Um, yeah. Then you've got a choice between Smith Rowe, Erdegaard and Pepe. And Martinelli. I mean, Martinelli, I don't, yeah, 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 of don't think, yeah. Yeah. So you would, it would suggest by what Arteta did on the weekend, by very clearly resting ESR, Saka and Pepe, it would feel like that's the three that he wants to go into Thursday with. But, um, yeah, I, I really don't know what the right answer is because there's an argument to say, well, could he play Saka at left back and, you know, and, and try that? And then and then he has different options. And I think Martinelli put in a man of the match of performance. Does he deserve to, to start? Like, uh, if I'm if I'm a betting man, I, I, I think what Arteta is going to do is play ESR, Saka and, and um, Odegaard. Behind uh, mm. the three, sorry, Pepe, Saka, and ESR because he rested those three. That's what I think he'll do. Oh, really? Yeah, I, mm. I, I, yeah, I think I'd... so. Otherwise, I don't really see why he would have rested. Them. I think, I think, I think he'll play Erdogan. I do too. Saka and ESR. It's my guess. 
Um, I can't two reasons. really I think he'll drop agree him. with that. I think he'll drop Pepe. Um, whether or not he should, I, don't know. I mean, like, flip a coin. There are pros and cons to all of those people in different lineups. But I think the reason Erdogan played is because he's trying to come back into fitness. Um, you know, I think in the first leg, he clearly wasn't super sharp and he needed him to play. Whereas Pepe, Saka, Smith-Rowe have all kind of shown that they need resting, whereas Odegaard has had a period out of the kind of out of the game and needs to find that fitness. Um, and yeah, I think he just, I'm still not sure he fully trusts Pepe. Well, it may. I mean, if it was me, I agree with the point. I think Odegaard should play because I think that he gives us something that in that 10 role that mm. I don't think any other players do, to be honest. And, um, and I think he's, he's a very good player. Uh, I can't. I really don't think he can drop Pepe. Uh, uh, whatever our personal preferences are on, you know, who, like I personally think, you know, there are might have better players in the team. Um, you know, maybe Martinelli and maybe Saka. I don't know are players that I prefer in some ways, but Pepe is our form player. Like he is our form player mm. in terms of goals and assists. He's the reason. You know, he he, he scored. The first goal in the Olympiacos uh, away, not Olympiacos. He replaced Zagreb. Zagreb, Prague. In Prague. Sorry, yeah. you know, he scored. He, he scored the goal at home against Prague. He scored the first goal. Um, you know, in in the away leg, uh, he scored the penalty. Um, you know, at, 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 and and even 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 in the in the in the away leg against Villarreal, yeah, he was excellent. I thought on that left hand side. Um, I've, I really don't think he, he can drop him. And I don't, I don't think he will, to be honest. Like, I, I, I really do think he'll play. I, I, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think, yeah, I think, I don't think Martinelli is going to unfortunately start. Not I say unfortunately, obviously, we all want him to play. I just don't think, yeah, I don't think he's going to play. Um, but I think it's, yes, yeah, decision between the other four. I kind of agree with you, Raj, that Pepe deserves to start. 100% he deserves to start. He's our, he's our informed kind of attacking player. Um, I think I have a feel. I don't know. I feel like he might now that Erdogan's back. He might drop ESR. Yeah, I think that he might do that. I don't think ESR's been playing that great recently, to be honest. Like he's he's been okay, but I don't think he's been like uh, uh, performing at the level of the the others. Um, so I have a feeling he might drop ESR to accommodate. I say accommodate, but yeah, accommodate Pepe. Mm. Will be interesting. It will be. It's really nice to have a positive. You know, selection dilemma there, where it's actually two or three decent options. I think if Pepe plays, I won't be annoyed. If Smith Rowe plays, I wouldn't be annoyed. If Martinelli plays, I wouldn't be annoyed. So it might depend on the decision he has. What what happens at left back as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So yeah, I guess he's yeah, he's got like we said at the start, he's got a lot to think about, a lot to decide on. There's a lot of arguments in based on that, Mize, of starting Martinelli because if you recall. Um, before Martinelli got his big injury and Tierney was just working his way into the team, Tierney and Martinelli used to combine really well down that side. Like they were really effective, developed a really good understanding very quickly. Um, and I wonder whether that might play a factor. The other thing with Gabby, not obviously only coming off a good result, a good performance the other day, but he has such a high tempo. And I think that mm. if we do play with a high tempo, we'll probably beat Villarreal. Like we need that, and especially you know with Aubameyang playing up front and actually playing a striker, 
like, I, I think if we start at a very high tempo and keep that, I think that's our best chance of winning. So I think maybe there is an argument if Tierney plays that you do play Martinelli. But then again, as I said, then you still still a dilemma, isn't it? What do you mm. do with Saka? What do you do with Pepe? What do you do with ESR? Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, who knows? Lots who knows? Loads, yeah, yeah. It will be I very interesting. The one thing that we all agree on, right, is that he has to play a centre forward. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, now Aubameyang's fit. He's, he's, that that position picks itself, surely. Can you just imagine if he didn't do that? Like the, the uh, right, and we lost. Yeah, like well, the, if, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. It would be inexplicable, <laughs> wouldn't it? He he wouldn't be, yeah. The Arteta out um, brigade, if recording it, that would um, be pretty loud if that happens, yeah. Mm. Um, there's just one thing about what you said um, earlier, Aaron, and I know that Emery's got an amazing Europa League knockout record. It's like 21 tires, apparently, two-legged two legged tires. That, but as just as, when you said that, oh, he knows how to manage a second leg, or I think you said something like that. I just thought back to the PSG. Do you remember the PSG Barca tie when he was manager of PSG? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except that one. <laughs> Except that one, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, all right, guys. I mean, how do you guys feel going into this game, just, just in terms of our chances and, yeah, our chances and... Do you guys have a good feeling about it or dreading it? I think we'll go Both. through. <laughs> you think we'll go through, Roger? Yeah, I th- mate, I think that that goal, getting that away goal, was so big for so many reasons. One, it just obviously completely keeps us in the game. But two, mentally, it's massive because I mm. think Villarreal at 2-0 would have finished the game going, we should have won by more, but still 2-0, wicked, well done, guys. I think 2-1, it makes the world of difference. And I, I think our boys will sort of feel like that happened for a reason and we're in it and we can we can really do this. And I really hope, you know, it's like what Saka said at the end of the game. It's what one of you guys were saying earlier. Like, we are better than they are. We need to play like we are better than they are. We need to, you know, and I, I really hope that comes through and that permeates. And uh, as a result, yeah, I, th- I think I think overall it will. Um, maybe I'm being optimistic, but I'm actually going to go for Arsenal winning three-one in ninety minutes. Good, Aaron. Can I say the same? I was going to say three-one as well. Is that like? Uh, I'm not. Okay, fine, I'll change my prediction. <laughs> no, don't, don't change it. Yeah, right, wherever you. Okay, I tell you what, spin it a different way though, even if you think three one. How do you think the game will pan out in that three one? What is this for bonus points or something? <laughs> context, you know. Yeah. Like I personally think I'll let you go first because you know I don't want to Yeah, I think we will I don't know, I think we will probably score two, they'll get one back and then we'll score a third. Okay, so I think we'll go three nil up and then they'll score one. That'd be nice and well, I want to say nice and easy, but that would be no. But yeah, because actually, then I know if they get if it's three two, then we go out, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's going to yeah, be this right. really weird, like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and we're all going to be shitting ourselves for like ten minutes because that's a completely ten Arsenal minutes. thing to happen. <laughs> yeah, either way, there's there's no way we don't come out of this without any. It's going to be a very very nervy evening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the worst would be sitting on that one nil lead. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I also think three-one. I I agree with you. I think the pressure is on them now because they'll feel like they've messed this up a bit, and they can't mess it up further. So let's see. I'm I'm 
I, like, I have to be optimistic because the alternative doesn't bear thinking about. <laughs> um, I'm tempted to say I want to see. Obviously, I can't because we're two days away from the game. I want to see what the lineup's going to be, which obviously I know we would all love to do that and then put our predictions in. But I just think Tierney could be a massive factor if he plays. If he doesn't play a Bamian through the middle and for whatever reason doesn't start him and try something else, that's going to be a massive factor. So I think it's going to have. I think it's going to come down massively to how he sets the team out. Um, mm. I'm not. I would say I'm. I'm kind of. I feel. I feel like we will go through. I, but I'm not that confident of of saying that. If that makes sense, like I think we will. But I've got no basis for that because we're just. I I genuinely feel like it could be a game like you said, Raj. We turn up three nil, pretty much put the game. To, we have, you don't put the tie to bed when there's away goals involved, but pretty much put the tie to bed. Or it could be a very very nervy one nil win, and I'm kind of in between the two. Um, I'll go one nil. I'll go one nil, and we sneak through in away goals. Dreading wow. it already. I just yeah, talking about it is yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. Um, Pooing your pants, kind of situation. Abamyang, Abamyang will be key. If Abamyang plays well, then we go through. All right. I mean, Abamyang playing well means he gets three chances. He takes one, two of those chances, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah, I mean, he missed the one in the first leg. I know he just come on as a sub. It was a decent chance, um, but yeah, you, if I think if Abamyang's getting three good chances that means you know uh, you like to think that means that we're dominating the game and we're getting in behind or we're able to create those chances so then I think yeah it's the kind of game that he will take one of them at least if not a couple Hmm. there's just so many ifs and so many permutations in there the more and more we just talked about this now the more and more I genuinely think a very good a very good combination for Thursday could be Odegaard, Pepe, Saka and um, and Oba because just when you put it all into account, Saka was so riled up, right? He was so like, and he was the one who won the penalty and all the rest of it. I think he'll be there going, right, we've got to bloody do this. Pepe, because he's a confidence player and he's just that, you know, because he's, he's skillful and he's quite direct and now like, you know, he's playing with confidence. Odegaard because he gives us that ability to actually pick those passes and, and you know kind of and Oba because obviously we, we need a striker and he's our he's a number one striker uh, I th- I feel in my mind that should work <laughs> um, mm. and um, yeah we've just we've just got to do it we've just got to do it otherwise what the bloody hell are we going to do for the rest of the season it's going to be so boring <laughs> yeah. yeah like you said Aaron it doesn't bear thinking about does it if we do go out but all right, guys. Um, well, yeah, let's see what happens. Fingers crossed. Um, absolutely massive game on Thursday. So we'll catch everyone after the Villarreal game. And until, until then, guys, you know, thanks again, or as always, for tuning in. We appreciate the support. And we'll catch you next time. Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye.